Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this Forbes feature HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent Forbes video, three ways to balance your work and personal life without going crazy. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this Forbes feature HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring the recent Forbes video, three ways to balance your work and personal life without going crazy. Amid our challenging world, many employees are struggling to create a healthy work-life blend, especially millennials and Gen Z. According to a new study from MetLife, many younger employees are working longer hours, with a majority worried about their mental and financial health. Of all generations, millennial employees are the most stressed, 40%, most tired, 39%, and most burned out, 36% today. Gen Z, 42%, are the most likely to feel mentally unwell right now, followed closely by millennials at 36%. As employers begin to bring employees back into offices and routines change yet again, Employees of all generations will feel new strains in addition to their current challenges. If you're among those struggling with a tricky new blend of work and life while navigating increased financial and mental health pressures, you're not alone. But what can we do about it? We'll explore this question as we go through the various clips. I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. As employers bring employees back into offices and routines begin to change yet again, employees from all generations are going to feel new strains in addition to all their current challenges. If you're among those that are struggling with a tricky work-life blend, then here are three tips on how you can balance your work and personal life without going crazy. I appreciate the introduction and framing of this video. So they're going to lay out three different approaches to dealing with this work-life blend, what many call work-life balance. Others don't like that term. And so they, there's a variety of terms that are used, but essentially it all comes back to the same kind of core issue is how do we deal with the different pressures, the different roles, the different activities that go on in our life and work just makes up part of it. In fact, you know, we spend the vast majority of our time away from work. So we need to find ways to to blend and to balance the different aspects of our lives. And employers need to find ways to accommodate the needs of their employees, especially right now where it's hard to get people back to work and to get really skilled labor to staff your workforce. So we need to find ways to attract and retain the best people. And in part, that's going to happen by providing flexibility, autonomy, and really recognizing the need for a healthy work-life blend 
for all of our people. First, set boundaries. 25% of millennial employees are working extended hours, which is more than any other generation. Though setting boundaries is not a new concept, it is one that's becoming more elusive in our hyper-connected workplace. So take time to go outside, phone-free, and use that as an opportunity to clear your head and separate yourself from the workplace. Setting boundaries isn't new. We've been talking about that for a long, long time, for many years. But the pandemic has only exacerbated the problem with boundaries because people are working from home uh, virtually, uh, or at least many people are. And so there's no clear demarcation between home and work life. Uh, there's no commute. And so people are allowing their work to bleed into their home life even more than perhaps they did before. At least before, if you were at the office and then you had to bring home work with you, you knew in your mind that that's what you're going to do and you're making a sacrifice maybe in the short term to, to get ahead on a project or to meet a client need. Now it just kind of all bleeds together. And because of that, that bleed, uh, we, we, we don't even fully recognize how much time we're spending working. Yet studies have found that we're spending a lot more time um, each day working compared to pre-pandemic. So we need to find ways to, to shift back to a more healthy work-life blend uh, and to set those clear boundaries for ourselves, you know, within our families, our homes, uh, setting aside um, times of the day to focus on family and friends and to focus on our own well-being and mental, spiritual, social health and such. Um, but also with our employer, uh, I need to communicate with my boss if, if they're checking in at all hours, just cause they're okay working at 10 PM or two in the morning or whatever, if they call or send an email, uh, at that time, you know, that's their choice, but I should be able to, to indicate, you know, a, a reasonable set of working hours and not be expected to reply at any time of the day. So setting those boundaries, being clear about our boundaries, being consistent in enforcing our boundaries is really, really important to maintain a healthy work-life blend, uh, to maintain our, our mental health, and ultimately to avoid things like burnout and just overall frustration with work. Second, stay organized. Keeping things in order in your professional and personal life can boost productivity and lower stress. A thoughtful daily checklist can help you accomplish the essentials, but it's also critical to carve out time throughout the day for activities that promote a calm and healthy mindset. Staying organized is really key to being able to have balance in life. Uh, it's been my experience that when I'm more organized, when I'm more structured, when I have clear boundaries, that it's much easier for me to have designated work times, designated family and friend times or personal time uh, just to be able to, to practice self-care, that I can carve out my weekends, that I don't have to have work bleed over into the weekends. And frankly, most of the time for me, if I'm working on a Saturday or Sunday, it's because I was lazy or lackadaisical during the week. Um, I wasn't as structured as I needed to be. I wasn't as organized as I needed to be. And it really, you know, I could, I could blame my boss for piling on work. Um, but really, honestly, if I'm honest with myself, it has more to do with me and how I'm organizing my time and how I'm organizing the flow of my work uh, rather than necessarily being about my employer or my boss. 
Now, obviously, there's going to be times where we have to work on weekends. There's going to be times where we have to work evenings. Um, things come up, crises uh, arise. Uh, we have to respond to customer needs and demands. But it shouldn't be the constant and normal uh, situation where we're working that many hours, that many weekends, that many evenings. And so setting the boundaries, making sure uh, that we're organized is really key. And then setting aside, like scheduling time in your calendar for exercise, for meditation, for uh, breathing, and for time with your family. Like these things are important. And if you, if you schedule them, they tend to happen. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Finally, check your company benefits. Financially, millennials and Gen Z are struggling the most. In fact, Gen Z and millennials say they are now earning less than other generations, with 32% of millennials currently struggling to pay their bills. Many employers offer financial wellness programs with opportunities both digitally or one-on-one -on -one to meet with a financial professional. Often, these benefits can save you money or help with mental health or financial stress. If you are experiencing burnout, if you are experiencing anxiety or stress, um, whether it's related to your finances or your home life, uh, your current family situation, your current employment situation, uh, check the employee benefits that are available to you because most organizations have some form of wellness plan. Most organizations have some form of health benefits that allow for counseling or therapy or various um, mental health wellness activities, and they largely go unutilized. Um, perhaps because of the stigma attached to people admitting uh, that they need help. Uh, in the U.S., we're just so hyper-individualistic, and people don't like to ask for help, and people don't like to admit that they need help, and they feel like it's a sign of weakness. And in fact, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of maturity that we can acknowledge the challenges that we're facing and that we can reach out for help from appropriate professionals. Uh, so because they often go unutilized, there are usually benefits there for the taking if you will just look into them 
and then try them out. Uh, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you decide that you don't need therapy. Maybe you don't need a financial planner or someone to help you, you know, with your finances. Maybe you don't need anything that structured, but they can also give you tips and tools and they can, you know, help you to, to establish good habits from budgeting to just watching how you spend your money, uh, monitoring your exercise and uh, your your various mental health approaches, giving you the cognitive tools to deal with stress and anxiety. Ultimately, even if you don't end up utilizing all of the services, there's probably tools, trips, tricks, and tips that you can utilize that will enhance your life. And we know that millennial and Gen Z workers are disproportionately feeling the strain uh, for a variety of reasons that we won't get into here, but they, they're disproportionately feeling that strain. Uh, and they, you know, if, if you're a, a boss of younger workers, proactively reach out and explain to them what is available and try and, and encourage them to utilize those resources. Is it possible to be both productive at work and present at home without losing your mind? Well, with the right boundaries and support, the answer is yes. I definitely think it's possible to have a better balance, a better blend that's consistent with our personal goals, our, our family, our social goals, our organizational career goals, and that ultimately will allow for better uh, mental health, better physical health, and allow us to be a whole person not just, you know, this this working robot showing up to work, working all hours of the day, going home sleeping, and then um, doing it all over again the next day. We can do better than that. Employers uh, need to encourage their people to do better than that because, frankly, it, it's not a long-term sustainable uh, approach. If my people are working themselves into the ground like that, they are going to burn out. Their stress and their anxiety is going to get the better of them. Uh, it's it's just a matter of time. And clearly, that's not good for the bottom line of the business, but it's clearly not good for the, the human element of the business. Like, we need to care for our people. We need to treat them with dignity and respect. We need to always uh, show them that we care about them genuinely and invest in them. Many employers do have great resources, benefits that can help employees to deal with the various stressors and anxieties that they face in either their work or their personal lives. Uh, but we need to encourage people to utilize them. We need to make them aware of what those are. So often those are not communicated or undercommunicated within organizations. And we as employers, as leaders within our organizations, we need to model healthy boundary making and maintenance for our people. If we're, if we're the leader and we're sending emails or making calls at 10 at night or 3 in the morning, even if we tell our people, don't worry about it, just get to it when you can, I don't expect you to respond at 3 in the morning, your actions speak louder than words. And if you're constantly communicating with them that way, they're going to feel pressure to be re responsive. Even if they're not responding at 3 in the morning, they may respond at like 6 in the morning and it can wait. Like you don't need, most of the time, unless there's a crisis, you don't need people uh, you don't need to reach out to people at those times of day, and you don't need people to respond to you at those times of day. So be respectful of others. Make sure that you can help set and maintain good boundaries for them and encourage them to set uh, healthy boundaries for themselves. Help everyone to utilize the benefits that are available and help people to be organized and structured in their day, even if they're working virtually from home. And if 
they're returning to the work, the physical workspace or to a hybrid work environment, um, then it's even more important to help them navigate that shift to that new working circumstance. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.